Cripplings, to your Wednesday night favorite podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. And it has started the spoopy season. October is upon us. The spoopies. And so (laughs) we're going to kick off our 31 days of Halloween with an awesome horror movie. Some people consider it a B-movie. Some consider it a five-finger gagger. I love it. It's one of my things that I have to watch every year. It's Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? Can you finish it, Allie? No. no. But I was enjoying oh. yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those eyes? I know y'all have no. seen it. You have to have seen it. Jeepers Creepers, the movie. I watched it again for the first time in, oh gosh, probably since, actually since it came out. So, yeah, like, this was a a big refresher for me. I don't normally do horror movies, so. At least this one wasn't See, that's, you know what I like to call that? I like to call that irony. This is irony happening in real time right now, guys. Kellick does spoopy content. Kellick makes spoopy podcasts, but Kellick cannot watch horror movies in real life. Nope. I can't do it. She can't do it. She can't do it. It's not her thing. She can't do it. And I think it's hilarious and ironic. I mean, that's ultimate irony. Okay, it so love it is. I love the paranormal, the paranatural. I love it all, but I just can't do horror. It's just not my thing. I I love horror. I love it. I fall asleep to horror movies and well, you know, crime documentaries and stuff. But that's not, you know, we don't have to talk about it. It's fine. We can move on. So, the Creeper. That is the main protagonist in Jeepers Creepers, the movies, one, two, and three. And I think there's going to be a fourth one, but I'm not sure yet. I'm going to have to look up on it's it. It's out now. The fourth one? Yeah. It's in theaters right now. <gasps> this is what happens when I don't stay up to code on like social media stuff. That's this is also why I have a social media team. They're supposed to fail, <laughs> fail, fail. <laughs> no, actually, it's a fail on my part. I I didn't know that it was out now, but now that I know, that is awesome. I can't wait to see it. So the creeper, the main protagonist in Jeepers Creepers, we decided to dig a little deeper for Halloween and to see where they got the idea of this cryptid. Because it's a cryptid. It's a humanoid cryptid, but it's a cryptid. And it falls from, we, we, we took it back. We took it back to figure out where they got the story from, where they were inspired, and then just once again went down major rabbit holes major rabbit holes oh yeah but big time big time there was an actual killer i believe it was 1969 but i'm not sure but it was an actual killer that kellick is going to tell us about that it was that jeepers creepers was inspired by take it away kellick 
Okay, so it was actually 1990. Um it was a Michigan resident, Dennis Depew, um, and he basically became the subject of a police manhunt. Uh, he murdered his wife, dumped her body behind an abandoned schoolhouse, and it just kind of it it, it was bad. It was not a, a happy ending, shall we say, and. So what they did is they based the movie loosely off of this, but interestingly enough, they based it more so off of the 1991 episode of Unsolved Mysteries, to where they actually used a very similar uh, scene with the license plate game and everything in that first intro scene. When they were, you know, still driving, they hadn't encountered the creeper yet. And so I guess that was actually on Unsolved Mysteries. So so they kind of pulled it, was. it from, there. from there. It was because they didn't immediately find the guy. So he ended up on our, it was one of my favorite 90s shows when I was growing up in the 90s. And um, yes, I'm telling my age. Um <clears throat> I loved Unsolved Mysteries, and the whole the whole thing is it took him a year. Didn't they catch him in, like, 1991? Yes. It was after the Unsolved Mysteries episode aired. Somebody called in shortly after, and they had the guy's location. Police came in and got him. So right. he ended up... He ended up... He ended up um, ending himself so he didn't really continue on to talk about it or you know you know go to justice that yeah but he eluded justice is what he did right I, i mean well that's just my opinion on the on the subject but he eluded justice by doing what he did and i won't repeat it because you know that's sensitive topic for a lot of people so We'll move on from that. But the whole scene in the opening of Jeepers Creepers, which if all of us have seen it, it's a brother and sister duo. They're on their way to their mom and dad's from spring, you know, for spring break, home from college, all of that wonderfulness. And they play a license plate game. Now, in the whole thing with the the murderer, Right, they're actually the witnesses. They see him dump the body behind the dumpsters and take off, and that's the scene. Like that's what they were doing when they saw the guy take off and and dump the body back there. And in Unsolved Mysteries, you know how they like to do their spoopy reenactments. Well, they did mm-hmm. a reenactment, and it's not. Like, the the director didn't come right out and say it. He has never confirmed it. But it's literally word for word from that Unsolved Mysteries episode and the reenactment that they did. And that's like the opening scene for the first Cheapers Creepers. So I I liked it. I think it's really good. I th- it's the whole intense building up to the last like I don't know twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of the movie. Oh yeah, and like for for any good creature feature, 
I feel like if you give it, give the secret away too quickly, the mystery is lost. Part of what makes him good is the mystery, like not seeing the creature and, you know, not getting a good view of it right away. You know, if if you wait until like towards the end of the movie or whatever to actually show what the creature looks like, then it then you've got that whole suspense built up and I don't know. I just like that better than when they give it away right off the get-go. Right. It makes it feel more like a thriller in suspense than it does an actual horror movie. And I I like psychological thrillers. I think those are scarier than the blood and guts. You know, like the gore. I mean, gore is great and all, you know, but one of the... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it is. Gore is awesome. Gore makes a lot of really awesome movies, like The (sighs) Hostel, okay? Hostel, gore. The Saw movies, gore. Okay, gore can be really good and instrumental. Any of those. Or The Saw movies. Yep, that makes sense. Of course you haven't. Of course you (laughs) Irony. I'm going to change your name from Kellick to Irony. That's what it's going to be from now on. <laughs> this is my girl, Irony. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on our little spoopy podcast. Thank you so much. Anyway, <laughs> so, so the whole movie is really good. I like to consider it a, a B movie, but it's one of my favorite B movie franchises. Just like... Um, I don't know, Halloween. I consider Halloween a B-movie because they just did too many Halloweens. I actually just finished watching Halloween 2, the remake. I say remake. Maybe it was inspired by the one with um, Rob Zombie and his wife. Okay. I just finished watching that one. It's really good. I know you don't know what I'm talking about because you've never seen it. (laughs) Not a clue. That's okay. I bet Big Red has seen it. Oh, he's seen, he all of seen all of it. Yeah, I I knew it. I knew it. I knew he's seen it. Anyway, so the creeper is humanoid. Um, some people say that uh, when you look him up in the wiki fandom, he is about seven feet tall. He's got a wingspan of seven to twelve feet, um, and he just eats people. He now, he takes. Now organs and eyeballs and skins from them the the idea behind that as i read it was that by taking those body parts it replenishes the body parts that are going bad on his own body so it's almost like a regeneration but using somebody else's body parts to like like yeah, it can consumes them to grow back whatever he's missing, which I find wow. very disturbing. Very disturbing. <laughs> well, I mean, once you figured out, it's pretty easy to figure out in the movie. Like when they roll, they like literally roll over him in a car like three oh, or four yeah. times. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then they think they've won and that he's dead, but he just kind of drags himself 
out of his roadkill state that he was put in, the smear on the road, and heads out and starts to find living people to replace the organs and the bones and things that were crushed when he was run over. So, I mean, yeah. it's a pretty good way to explain regeneration instead of like just having, you know, Michael Myers, for instance, who can get shot and stabbed and thrown out a window and or a three-story window or electrocuted or drowned for that matter. And he just keeps on trucking. He just keeps He's on like trucking. No explanation. <laughs> he is like the Terminator. <laughs> He's a Terminator in the really bad Halloween mask. But <laughs> I digress. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we watched the movie. The movie's great. It's entertaining. Lots of fun. Great for a Halloween season. And then we find out that it was inspired by a a killer who was on the loose for a year. And that... They feature this on Unsolved Mysteries in the 90s, 1990-1991. Now we fast forward to Jeepers Creepers and how they have taken the reenactment and did the whole first part of the movie as the reenactment. Now here's where we start going down rabbit holes. Because Kellick cannot be satisfied with just it's a movie and it's a horror movie and it's a creepy guy that's killing folks she cannot be satisfied with that no people so she had decided mm. i'm gonna look further into this and find out what kind of similarities match up with what kind of cryptids and let me tell you she found some creepy stuff and because and let me tell you why it's creepy because they're real these are actually things exactly. that, that, that exist. Now, I'm not saying that cryptids don't exist, obviously. But I am saying that giant bats and sightings of gargoyles uh -huh. from really intelligent, very well-known scientists is that's just that's the part that just kind of gives you the shivers and makes you go, huh, what? Are we sure? Are you sure that mm -hmm. happened? I'm not sure that happened. Okay, so tell we'll go with the bats first. Tell them about the bats. They're creepy. Okay. Okay. So the name that they actually have is the Olitiao, I believe, or Olitiao. Anyway, uh, it is a giant cryptid bat or potentially a flying reptile. And these things, the first sighting was in 1932, but these things are basically said to have a six foot to 12 foot wingspan. Their body is allegedly black, though their wings have been described as either dark brown or red. I, my guess would be that if they're red, it would probably be because light was shining through them. Think like the skin, of, like a bat wing, how like when a light is behind it, it kind of glows red because of the light, like through the skin. It, yeah. Anyway, their lower it goes, jaws. It goes a little transparent. Yes. It gets a little transparent. You. You're welcome. I knew you were searching for the word. I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> I, I got you, girl. Appreciate I got you, girl. <laughs> Along, continue. But yes, so their lower jaws are said to contain two-inch long serrated teeth with equal spacing between each tooth. Now, 
that is terrifying. <clears throat> and the person who originally cited it in 1932, he was hunting for hammerhead fruit bats, which are already considered the world's largest bats. Okay. So he knows the difference between these giant hammer-headed fruit bats that have a wingspan of up to five feet. And he sees this Oliteau, or however you want to pronounce it. And he basically said, that is the granddaddy of all bats. Uh, and that is from his mouth. That is a quote. So there's that one. And then you've got... Um, where is it? The American Oliteau, which is kind of the same thing, but has a different body to it. And this one is seen all over America, ranging from out west to like in California, in LA to um, New Mexico, um, the northern states, um, North Dakota, places like that. So this, these things are seen all over. But the American Oliteau is supposed to be – it's supposed to have a 12-foot wingspan. Its body is supposed to be completely hairless other than its legs, which are supposed to be covered in fur. And it almost looks like it's got more of like a goblin-type face to it. And it's got like the big – like the tall, pointed bat ears. But – no no arms like the the wings are the arms kind of thing kind of just like bats with where like the fingers go th in the wings like the joints and everything are in the wings so it's like that it's like that but you know what that sounds like huh i hate to, i hate to cut you off you're you were no, on you're a roll fine. you were no, doing fine. great no okay so when you say goblin i've seen the pictures which if you're a part of our discord you're going to be able to see the pictures later on tonight because we post all of our information that we find and all of our research that we find for everyone else to read and to continue their own research but as i was saying i have seen the pictures of these things and they look like satyrs but with wings and they got like little pig noses and they're just horrifying to look like have you ever seen that movie it's from the 80s um not gremlins but uh crap i'm gonna have to look it up but they were all like trolls they were like little little trolls and the mouth of hell opens up in this family's this poor family's home and they all like scurry up the stairs and they have to fight them off and stuff it's from it's so creepy i still oh i can't watch that movie but that's what they look like but just with wings and i like bats bats are adorable i do too i have i, I have so seen too. a they get a bad rap man and now i know why they get a bad rap because of these things these creatures i don't know if i could call them bats to be honest well well, another name for him is Bat Squatch. I kid you not. <laughs> what? <laughs> they are also known as a Bat Squatch. Like a Sasquatch, <gasps> but a bat. Oh, that is amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Now, wait, are they cannibalistic? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. But... Uh, another name for him is 
Fangalab Fangalabolo. Like Fangalab- So it's just about the 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 fangs. Yep. Front Napa Rebob. <laughs> Say it again. These are actually Napa Rebob. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? No Cerebob. <laughs> right. right. Orang Orang Batty, which is another name for him. So yeah, they they have a whole bunch of different names. They've got uh varying appearances based on where you're finding them. The ones so in the US, the I almost feel like the ones that people are actually seeing the most of though. I, and it, granted, it could be a Mothman. It could be like part of that whole thing because Mothmans are another winged creature, winged humanoid creature. But there's for those, I almost feel like everybody makes a point to point out the red eyes. And these aren't really said to have red eyes or, you know, people don't really point that out. So I don't think that's a defining characteristic. Whereas with uh, the Mothman, it is a defining characteristic. So I would say that these are definitely not Mothmen, but they could potentially be gargoyles. Now, now a gargoyle. I, I, yes. And I like it, a gargoyles. I think I the gargoyles. I like gargoyles. They've got. Some I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think there's some history and some truth behind them because they're the original whole gargoyle thing uh, happened. Like it started in, gosh, what was it? The 1600s, I believe. Um, for whatever reason, I didn't save that link. But yeah, they started in the 1600s. There was um, a French guy who essentially killed a gargoyle that was plaguing this city for so long. And it got its name because it was spewing out um, like like liquid or fire. Or, you know, it was spewing something out like a gargle. It made a gargling sound, gargling sound, which is where, right. it got that, where it got that the gargoyle, the gargoyle name. name. Yeah, it was seventh. It was the seventh century in France. Ah, okay. Thank ah, you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I got your back. <laughs> I got you tonight. I'm just coming in with all the stuff. I got all I'm the bad. info right here. No, not yeah. really. I only have that one <laughs> article open right now. <laughs> so I just happened to get lucky on that one. <laughs> Now, with the gargoyles, there are a number of sightings. Like, it's actually startling how many there are. But one of the more famous ones was Frank Shaw's gargoyle. And this took place in 1986. This guy, Frank Shaw, was a NASA employee. All right. This guy, he wasn't somebody who just, you know, he wasn't some person, you know, hanging out outside a gas station going, what's that in the sky? This is a guy who's driving home from work at NASA and came across this creature that just, I mean, 
Here, hang on a second. Shaw claimed that he was frozen horror at the sight of this astounding apparition, which according to his description was jet black humanoid that seemed to have a large cape draped across his shoulders. Now, you would think that this cape would be wings, but that ha- that doesn't seem to be the case because as he claims it, he saw two massive bat-like wings sticking out of either side of said cape, uh, or it may have been wrinkled flesh or some other kind of thing that was perceived as a cape. So whether this thing was wearing clothing or it like Jeepers Creepers, or it was had the appearance of it based on, you know, lighting and conditions. It looked like a humanoid clothed creature with bat wings. So, and this guy has credentials, y'all. He works for oh, NASA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or worked for NASA at the what? The Johnson Space Center? Mhm. Mhm. So, yeah, he's got the he's got the credentials. He's like backed up by science and everything. So, he wasn't just like I'm just going to, you know, pull your leg. Uh, I'm sorry I'm late, boss, but um, there is this big creature, th- a gargoyle. And, uh, yeah, I just ca- it was blocking the road. I couldn't make it in. No, he was telling <laughs> his truth, and it was a giant gargoyle. Right. And basically they told him it's in your best interest not to talk about this <laughs> to the public. So, of course, NASA would say that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, course, one thing that one thing that I found very interesting was the fact that Shaw noticed that there was a crackling noise when the creature took flight. Now, crackling, I don't know what that could possibly be, other than some form of electricity or static or something bones cracking maybe i don't know but i did put a little bit of a connection together with the different sightings where people have mentioned that these things are seen and we will go into these a little bit later but that these things were seen around uh power lines and that in several of the stories, they would fly down underneath the power lines and seem to vanish midair as they flew underneath them. Almost like it's using the power lines and the, um, the poles as a doorway. So I thought that was very interesting because that may put these things in the um, extra dimensional category Category? interdimensional beings right right now whether it's from words whether it's a higher dimension or a lower dimension dimension. i don't know but but i would assume they were from the lower from the lower well uh, well i would assume too seeing as they have to actually use a, a conduit like they have to have help in right. order to right. travel in between. Or maybe it's because they're just so large they need the extra help. That could be, too. We don't really know I how that stuff works, that stuff works. So. No. No, I don't know how that works. But we do have some firsthand accounts that we came across. And I say we, but it wasn't we. It was uh, Kalakir who came across them. 
And um, because I like my research ended at the Jeepers Creepers movie and the (laughs) finding the you know killer and stuff. Anyway, so in mysteriousuniverse.org, they have a list of bizarre modern encounters with real gargoyles. And we will provide this link to you in our Discord. And in one of the accounts, it says, I was sitting there in broad, sunny daylight when all of a sudden I saw rustling in the hedges. I looked over and out popped out what I can only put into words as a gargoyle. It looked at me with solid, pointed black eyes. It had frog green skin. Its face looked like a frog, except it had teeth and ears that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Its ears flexed outwards like two big green gloves on the side of its head, like the king that the gargoyles and the statues has. Its body was shaped like a bulldog, and its webbed feet turned inward as it walked. Once it saw me, it paused and opened its mouth wide open and hissed. He held it open as if to taste the air. I was so scared that I was completely paralyzed. I tried to cry cry out for help, but nothing came out. And as if someone took the pause button off of me, I fled so fast to my home that I don't even remember the race getting there. I was in a panic. I tried to describe it to my mom, and she pointed at the animal childcraft books and said, see if you can show mommy a picture of the animal. The closest animal that I could find that looked like what I saw was a koala bear. But I only picked that animal out because it had similar black pointed eyes. My mother laughed and said, son, those are animals are only in Australia. What you probably saw was a dog. And with that, it was never spoken of again. Now, to me, that almost seems like an amphibian or a reptilian type creature. Now, it does. The appearance as this person talks about definitely has that like gargoyle type vibe to it, but it's got like the green skin. It's got um, the, like when it opened its mouth really wide to like taste the air. I, I almost like those are more like amphibian and reptilian type behaviors and mannerisms. So I wonder if they, if this person was near water or where they were located, because that might have a lot to do with it. I don't know. Just thinking. Uh, No, no, I agree with you because it also had webbed feet. So, I mean, it, it sounds like a bog creature. And I say, that would be my, that would be my, Right, but I say bog because bogs have a lot of weird crap in it. Like, oh yeah, you know, like we could say swamp, but it sounds more like a bog creature to me. And that's just—I don't know what I would do if I saw a giant toad leap right. out of the bushes at me. And this sounds like he was recalling it from like his childhood. So like I would imagine say being so. like a, I mean, a if you're young enough s- to be, if you're young enough to be pointing out animals in an animal book to your mother, I'm guessing he was pretty young. Oh yeah, 
No, it, it definitely sounded like, I mean, imagine being like a, a six-year-old playing out at the park. Everything's great. You're having a wonderful time. You got little action figures. You know, you're saving your little imaginary city. And then all of a sudden, this giant toad creature jumps out of the edges. Right. right. That's it too monstrous to me. That That's a monstrous, terrifying, yucky experience that I, I wouldn't have. I don't want to have. I don't volunteer. Right? I am not a tribute. No, thank you. Hey, I, I agree. <laughs> Do you want to listen um, to some of these comments? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and then maybe I'll I'll read another uh, account of these. Oh yeah, yeah. There's plenty of them, guys. Plenty. It's incredible the amount of firsthand accounts you have of gargoyles. Like you don't hear a lot about gargoyles, you know. That's not something that's like a common cryptid that you would hear people talk about. Okay. Also, Let's see here. does anybody what? does anybody remember the uh, the old Gargoyles cartoon show from the nineties? Yes, I, I loved love that, that show. show. It was so good. I was thinking about that the entire time that we were sitting here chit chatting about the the Gargoyles. Right. Right. Okay. I'm so let's glad see. I what do we got? Right. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers, I literally just watched a breakdown from Roanoke Gaming about the biology and everything. So, yeah, this will be interesting. <laughs> nice. nice! Yes, yes, we will go. We will see it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about the boat noises. <laughs> Thank you. He knows me so well. Wow. I, uh, wow. I'll have you know, I did not know that it came out already. I knew it was coming out this year, but I did not know it already came out. Right. I was more focused on that spooky movie called Smile, which Jesse has already seen and apparently is very disturbing. And oh, yeah, I see. And it gives the heebity jeebity weebities. So I was focused on that. Hard see, pass. I want to see Smile. I'm going <laughs> to see it. I know it's a hard pass for you, but I want to see it. After drowning and getting electrocuted and all kinds of things, he just keeps on trucking. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was funny, but it's true. Michael Myers, uh, Jason Voorhees, even Freddy Krueger, like all of them in those Fright Night movie specials that you used to watch, you know, after dark you know, up all night. Anyway, sorry. I'm showing my age again. They all get, they go through some hail. They go through some hail and they still, it's like unfazed, unfazed. Like Michael Myers and well, Jason, Jason Voorhees don't even react. At least Freddy Krueger kind of, reacted. What kind of scary creature would you be if you could be so easily affected by bullets? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you want a reputation, you got to be bulletproof. Dude, and electricity recent- proof and fireproof <laughs> and waterproof. Just I was saying. just about to say, recently, in the, the new Halloween movies, the most recent ones, he does go through a fire. Michael Myers goes through a fire. Like, Lori sets him on fire, and he ends up getting rescued by the the firemen, the poor, unknowing fools 
that they were. They just thought that they were just saving somebody and, you know, their property. And no, there's Michael Myers in a half-melted mask. He's fireproof. I love it. (laughs) It's true, though. It's so true. I realized that my comment didn't record all the way, so I'm saying this again. When you said that the Halloween movies, they just made too much. Speaking of that, you know how they're doing the same thing with Jason Voorhees? Did you know know Jason was in space? Yes. Jason X is the movie. We don't... We don't He's talk in about that. Space. One. Can someone explain that to me, please? I cannot. What the hell? I'm sorry, voice <laughs> guy. I know I just cursed. What the everlasting <laughs> word I can't say <laughs> is he doing in space? That's what they call funny. Right? I can't explain it. I don't know why, but we don't talk about that one, okay? We don't talk about Jason in space because it's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. You can't even count that as a five-finger gagger. So now finding that out, that Jason can be in space, I can't even go and accomplish my goal in going to Pluto and leaving y'all with all these cryptids. No, because Jason, apparently all these cryptids can just, you know, come with me. Yeah. What the hell is uh-huh. he doing in space? Just looking at the stars. Oh, there's <laughs> people in spaceships. Let me just go stabby sap. <laughs> you mean tell me he can't even die there? <sighs> I hate it. No. Hate it here. They just they just come with you. Now he in space. They- it's a 2001 film. Jason X. I had no idea. I- Jesse told me this uh, like a while ago, and I'm like, huh? I, you know, I can't. We just don't talk about... We don't acknowledge Jason in space. We can't acknowledge that one. It's so... It's too bad. It's too... It's it's the bastard child of Halloween. Okay? We can't... That's just one of the movies that we just don't acknowledge ever happened. In uh, the summer of 1980, I can tell you exact... It was the August of 1980... This is in the suburbs of Chicago in Skokie, Illinois. Me and my mother and another motorist, we saw these three entities that walked in front of our car. And the way to describe them is they look very similar to the cryptid Dover Demon. They're about uh, three feet tall. They walked uh, upright, kind of hunched, slumped over. Um, but their head kind of looked exactly like what the description of the Dover demon was. So, uh, yeah, That's so crazy. these things do exist, and uh, we freaked out. Let's just say that. We just, all, all three of us freaked out. I can imagine. I, I mean, the Dover demon is kind of like a smaller version of the rake. I mean, that's that's kind of the impression that I get, kind of a smaller, more alien-esque version of the rake. That's terrifying. I can't believe you've seen that. Oh. That's awesome. What? I, I say awesome. Okay, look. <laughs> that's an experience for sure. No, no, no. That is awesome. That's incredible that you had people- that experience. Not everybody gets to have that experience, so that that's really cool. That's really cool. That well, yeah, it is really cool, but really terrifying, especially now that we know that what the rake is capable of doing and what they Team like rake. to munch on. No, you and Jesse, 
negative when we are not team rake (laughs) 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 like like here like here we did a podcast on the rake a little while back which um if you poke this link that is above our animated heads here the solo link it will take you to every single social media app that we are on and you will be able to listen to all of our past podcasts and the rake is one of my favorites because we got into a heated debate (laughs) and people ended up choosing sides okay but the Back to what we were talking, the Dover Demon. I need to dig more into that one, but that's terrifying. I don't know how I would react. We might have to do react. a podcast on that one. We will. We'll have to. We'll, we'll do one on the Dover, the Dover Demon now, but I don't know what I would do if I saw three of them walking, just walking across the street. It's like, where was it going? Where were they? Right? Was, what, it a, were they was it like a going, family thing? It was a family affair. They were going to go have a, a picnic, and we y'all just interrupted them on their little trek. They had to cross the road. Everybody was holding hands and a chain. Man, no. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I don't mean, know how you. Krypton's got to have picnics too, you know. True, but I don't know how. I, man, cryptid picnic. That I see it already. It's going to be just like the mm-hmm. cryptid daddy barbecue. I'm going to need to make another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, let's continue. But on here. obviously, these things exist. Um, like I said, we were driving home from the grocery store. I was a young uh, youngin. My my uh, mother was driving the family station wagon, and was ironic as our station wagon stalled, like. Not to stall, all the power and everything went out. And why she's trying to turn the engine, these things walk in front of our car, directly in front of, completely no. like they, they didn't try to interact with us or anything. They just kept on walking just right in front of us. And this was a major city. And this is like 8 o'clock in the evening in the summertime, you know. So it was like it was still visibly light out. And the other motorist saw it, too, and he's like, what the hell were those things? And we're like, we don't know. My mom was freaked the hell out. I'd be freaked out, too. I got to We got to pause for a second because I've I'm getting this like theme that I'm noticing across all of these different stories. And it's electrical interference. Because in reading all of these different things about like the. the gargoyles and all of these winged creatures and, you know, just these paranormal cryptids. I I feel like there is something electrical that goes on because cell phones freak out where people can't get good videos. Dash cams shut off as soon as these creatures show up. Like, there's something i mean they they fly underneath power lines to to disappear something's going on here in terms of um their frequency their vibration their energy the electrical currents i don't know something but this is like a common theme here in terms of everything from, you know, the rake and these creatures to, you know, gargoyles. It's crazy. 
Yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree with you. There's, there's special equipment that are used by uh, paranormal investigators um, that shut down. Batteries, full right. batteries are drained. I mean, if it's if it's paranormal, just like ghosts and and everything, need a certain amount of energy to be able to, you know, appear or leave an EVP, for example. Then, I mean, I can see some types of cryptids um, interfering with electrical currents. I could see that happening as a possibility. But you're right. There's a lot of too many coincidences. There's too many coincidences happening with that. So we might have to investigate that a little further. All right, let's see what else we got here. Giant toad creature. All glory to the hypno toad. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going. No, no. <laughs> the the new Jeepers Creepers has a like 2.5 rating on IMDb. So it, the, they already oh, yeah. say it's bad. But we'll take that with a grain of salt. Who listens to IMBD at this point? I mean, how many cult classics were just absolutely tanked on like IMBD or Rotten Tomatoes and they're just amazing movies? Yeah, you know I don't go saying? by anybody else. Yeah, not, I'm with gonna, movies. not with movies. I'll judge this one for myself. Thank you. Jason and Freddy, I get, because, you know, they, there's magic and mysticism involved with the, their uh, durability. But wasn't Michael just some kid with the with the uh, brain problem? So how is he so durable? Right. Is there a part of the brain that's, like, switched on that makes us have a huge, insane healing factor? Michael Myers is part of the X-Men? Oh, my <laughs> God. Dylan. Don't do that to me, man. Now I'm going <laughs> to... Don't poke oh, holes no. in... in the- no, no, don't bake my noodle like that, dude. I can't go there right now. I can't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> Crap. Now I'm going to be thinking, could you imagine how, I mean, considering all of the, the X-Men are, are really awesome on their own, but just all the X-Men in a poster and then behind them is just lone Michael Myers holding <laughs> <laughs> holding his little knife or Jason Voorhees, you know, standing behind him, holding the machete, just like, I'm back up, guys. <laughs> Call me if you need me. <laughs> like, the power to heal, like, insta-heal, like Wolverine. Like, they're, like, uh, they're like, tag me in, tag me in, come on. <laughs> oh, man, now my brain. Oh, my brain, my wonderful brain. Okay, tell us one of these stories, Kellick. Read one of these eyewitness accounts. So this is another eyewitness account that happened with involving the gargoyle. It says, I look up in the direction of the sound, and behind the slope of my neighbor's roof, I see two large wings flap and then begin to fold. As if the creature had just landed there. As the wings were folding, I'd guess they were about five feet in length. I'm assuming that's each. And I noticed that the house light from behind the creature trickled through the wings. They were opaque and leathery, not feathered like a hawk's. Uh, 
It seemed to have heard me as I was passing, and it became still, wings folded and rising over its circular head. It had no ears or horns or anything protruding from its head. It was just round. I could see, or I'm sorry, I couldn't see much more as the light was behind the creature, so it was a black silhouette, but the leather on its wings were brown. I pulled out my my phone and tried to use the flashlight setting to get a better view of it as I was passing, but the light didn't reach far enough and the creature slowly started to descend behind the slope of the roof until I no longer saw it. I ran into my home and just laid in bed thinking about what, what the hell I had just seen. It was too big to be a bat. I've seen bats around here and they're all small and their, their head is shaped nothing like what I had seen. It couldn't have been a bird either, as I distinctly remember the wings being leathery with no feathers. So, I got a couple questions here. A, why would you draw attention to yourself by waving uh, a light at it, just for starters? And B, what was it doing on this person's roof going behind their house? Where was it going? (laughs) Was it going into the person's house? Was it, did it? Was it the person who owned that house being really creepy? Why? What was it? I don't know. I all valid questions. All valid questions. Because what if the what if that was? I'm gonna and I'm gonna like, call it a gargoyle. Right? What is that? Yeah. What if that was your neighbor, and they can like shapeshift or something? Right? I think it's time to move. I would say so. I mean, <laughs> listing. I'm selling my house because my neighbor is a cryptid. Your neighbor's a gargoyle. <laughs> $10,000 reduction. Don't need a right? deposit. Have fun. I just need to get out of here. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Must sell quickly. <laughs> Must sell quickly. I live next what door about- to a gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, I it, see it. couldn't have been a bird, no feathers, couldn't have been a bat, too big. I mean, a five a f- wings that are five feet, I'm assuming that's five foot each wing. So total length of, you know, wingspan of 10 to 12 feet. If it was total five feet, I feel like that could be in the realm of a weird freak bat in this person's neighborhood. But I mean, that bat's a long ways from home. So I don't think the fact that it has no ears or horns that, that kind of makes me wonder because bats usually have really big ears. Hence, I mean, why they use that echolocation so they can hear it. So I don't know. Like to me, that that's a pretty, pretty strong case there and it's a goblin bat it's one of those goblin bats isn't it the oliteow yeah that one it's a goblin bat that's what i'm gonna call it from now on because i can't pronounce that it's actual name um correctly so i'm just right (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it's a goblin bat but that's a pretty big goblin bat to me i don't know that's just not something that I want to come in contact with. Not, not for real. No, 
And if anybody wants to actually look that up, I mean, we are going to have the links on our Discord, but if anybody wants to actually look that up, the spelling on it is O-L-I-T-I-A-U. So that's that's the best I can do for you. It's, but, but. It, it's creepy. You're going to look at it and you're going to be like, that's the face only a mother could love. <laughs> and the mother's probably blind. <laughs> just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. I could not do it. Okay, <laughs> speaking of Halloween, because, you know, we were talking about Halloween movies and all that stuff. We are mm-hmm. going to be doing a special this month. Every Friday, you heard that right, we're going to be on here every Friday, oh. not every other Friday. It is going to be spoopy theatrical readings of no sleep stories that we have found and gathered and done research on and they we've got some really good ones for you that's why we were on earlier doing our our spoopy music background checks um and with a dash of creepy pasta. Yes, with a dash of creepy pasta. It <laughs> um it will be involved and we will do our best to bring you the scariest ones that we have found so far. And every Wednesday night is going to be the n- normal cryptid our preservation society, our beloved cryptids, but it's going to have a twist. Just like tonight, it's going to be based off of horror movies and cryptids that are featured in said horror movies. Now, I can't say that Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees or even Freddy Krueger are cryptids. I don't believe they are, but they're scary and gory all on their own. But we have come across some really great horror movies that feature some type of cryptid that was either called upon or is just the protagonist and eats people. So we will be bringing those special for you. Hot out the oven. Smells should wonderful. We, uh, it's spoopy season. Should we give him a little hint as to what next week's going to be? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So we are going to be doing next week's on the ritual. So... Get ready for that one, because that's going to be fun. The amount of mythology mythology. and lore behind this one is going to be oh so good. I am so excited. It's going to be fabulous, because that movie is actually really good. If you haven't seen it, uh, I believe it's on Netflix right now. It's a Netflix original. It It is. You can watch it on Netflix. And I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, because then we won't have anything to talk about next Wednesday. So watch the movie if you haven't seen it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, even you can join in. (laughs) Irony. Right. (laughs) In your no-sleep self. I have my moments. I there are times when I can, you know, look past some of the the grossness and, you know, shield my eyes a little bit for stuff that I can't handle and enjoy the rest of it. And that was one of those ones where I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking not like the hostel or some Yeah, that's a no. Yeah, that's a no. Oh, come on. They're so good. They're no, gory. No, They're hack and slash. No, no. yeah. What about hereditary? See. See. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. No. Midsummer. Nope. Nope. Got any others uh, that I can nope? That I can nope? <laughs> I 
I think I have plenty that you keep would throw them out there. I'll keep shooting them down. <laughs> you would nope out on so much stuff. Of all the movies I have seen, so many horror movies, you would nope out of all of them. I know you would. Every single one of them. I'm surprised Absolutely. you sat through the ritual. You know, that one, like I said, there were there were times when I had to look away. But I I liked the lore. And don't get me wrong. I, I do like creature features. I, I really do. I like the cryptids. I love the the monsters in movies and stuff. I It's when there's too much gore that it, it upsets me. So going beyond the gore and everything, I still can enjoy some of those scarier movies. But, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I got to be okay with it. And some of them, I, I'm just not. Most of them, I'm just not. <laughs> we'll say about 99.9% .9 of horror movies you can't sit through. 99.99999. Eh, <laughs> There's all that, that 0.00001%. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Thank you so much, my little cripplings, for coming out and joining us for our Jeepers Creepers feature for our Cryptid Preservation Society for the 31 days of Halloween that we are doing for the month of October. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, grab the salt, check under the bed, make sure you got a nightlight and a really good cuddle buddy. And join us next week for the ritual on wednesday night and join us friday for our theatrical scary story readings thank you so much everybody and i hope to see you then you guys are awesome have a good night